Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. The Jesse Blake Sports Report. Really? Oh, wait, really? The Jesse Blake Sports Report. That's it? Don't forget, it's the Jesse Blake Sports Report with Jesse Blake. <laughs> you know, that's kind of redundant. Dude, is there a problem? And it is fine. I, I just, you know, I thought maybe you guys would come up with something, you know, good. Man, just read it. You know what? Doesn't matter to me. I get paid by the word. <laughs> Let's do this. The Jesse Blake Sports Report with Jesse Blake. Powered by Sports Interaction. Canada's Sportsbook. Welcome to a very special episode of the Jesse Blake Sports Report. Today, I will be taking your questions. Now, I was supposed to have on Haley Salvian, but the timing didn't really work. So we're going to regroup, hopefully in a couple weeks' time, where we're going to talk about the Hockey Hall of Fame and their uh, decisions with their inductees this year and the fact that they didn't have enough women inductees into the Hockey Hall of Fame and that they need to speed up that process. We're going to get to that conversation in the next couple of weeks. But today, today is a very special episode because it is for you, by you. I asked you on Twitter to send me a whole bunch of questions. Now, you can always send me your questions at Jesse Blake on Twitter, Jesse Blake, the host of Jesse Blake Sports Report, starring Jesse Blake. Or you can send them to me on our Discord, the SDPN Discord, where I have a, a channel that's Jesse Blake Sports Report questions. You can send them there. Head to sdpn.ca to join us on Discord. But this week, I'm going to take all of your Twitter questions. I'm going to try and do this sporadically throughout the summer as sports stories wind down and I have a little bit more time to explore topics like the one that at triple underscore Deke sent in. They wrote, who would win in an all-star game if the teams were right-handed shooters versus left-handed shooters? And if you take a look at the top left-handed shooters and the top right-handed shooters, you'd see that... I don't think this All-Star game would be close at all. The lefties have it. I'm going to run down some of the lefties for you. McDavid, Matthews, Yossi, Barkov, Vasilevsky and Nett, Kucherov, Kaprizov, Crosby, Dreisaitl, Hedman. Those are just some of the top lefties in the game. Throwing in Vasilevsky there was important because I threw in the top goalie, but I could have literally thrown in any goalie in the league and just assume that they were going to be left-handed because the majority of the goalies in the NHL are left-handed for the right-handed team. You're left with players like Braden point, Ovi, Adam Fox, Kale McCarr, Steven Stamkos, Mitch Marner, Mika Zabinijad, McKinnon, Panarin, Debrinkit. And then we get to the goalies and we're left with a few right-handed goalies in the league and the top two, I would select for this all-star team would be Cal Peterson of the Kings, who's a decent goalie. There's a starting goalie, goaltender. And Pavel Fransuz, who's also a right-handed goaltender. Those are kind of your options for legit starting right-handed goaltenders. 
the way it is in hockey, if you're typically right-handed in in your everyday life, you probably grow up shooting left-handed. So you'll see the majority of players being left-handed. And for goalies especially, like... I know Arizona's got a right-handed goalie. Logan Thompson of the Kings is right-handed, and that's pretty much it. Everyone else is left-handed. So to answer your question there, at triple underscore Deke, the lefties are winning that all-star game. The lefties are running away with it with McDavid, Matthews, Yossi, Barkov, Kucherov, Kaprizov, Crosby, Dreisaitl. Like, that's a list of the best players in the NHL, minus a few who are on the right team. But lefties win in that. Next question. This is from at Gordy underscore Clark. Is it time to move Tavares to the wing? They write. The answer to that is no. Because there's no one to play second line center for the Leafs. And you're asking when this narrative is going around a lot. Because people are, people are upset that Tavares makes $11 million. And that they feel like they're not getting enough production. Oh, that's $11 million worth. And sometimes I agree with that. But if you're going to move Tavares to the wing, you better have a center option who's as good as John Tavares. And right now, John Tavares is still a first-line caliber center in the NHL. He can play first-line center on most teams. I know people, Leafs fans don't want to admit that. Other Fans of other teams don't want to admit that. But on a large majority of teams in the NHL, John Tavares could play first-line center. You still have a huge asset on your second-line center. Now, in the com- he only has three more years after this season, this 2023 season, like when it ends in the 2023 offseason. We're going to be two years away from John Tavares' deal expiring. There's reason to start having these conversations, but it's not time. Like, your question is, is it time? It's not time at all. There's no answer for that. There's no way for them to fill three center spots with the money that goes to Tavares. Like, I think for as long as he's here under this $11 million contract, he has to play center. For the roster to work, for everything to to line up perfectly, you can't be spending that $11 million on He'd probably move up to the first line. Would it be Tavares, Matthews, Marner? Like that, it doesn't make sense to have that eleven million dollars with Tavares on the wing. Unfortunately, that's a three years from now conversation when you're re-upping this deal for hopefully a lot less because he takes some sort of sweetheart deal, you know, to come back to Toronto as as the assistant because Matthews is probably captain at that time. Who knows how that plays out, but it's not time to have that conversation. Next question comes from Emod13. Are you a burrito slash shawarma bowl or wrap type person? I'm afraid the answer to this question determines everything about your personality. Now, there's only one correct answer to this. And in my heart of hearts, I believe the burrito bowl is always the correct way to go. The wrap, it's too much wrap. If you if you frequent a place like Chipotle, or I don't know if they have them down in the States, uh, Burrito Boys, 
Or they have a fat bastard burrito here in Toronto. That's another place. I'm just naming a bunch of delicious burrito places. When you get the wrap, not the burrito bowl, you're getting so much wrap. This this giant piece of dough that's like the size of you, and they wrap your whole meal in that. You got to go with the bowl because then you're just getting all the ingredients. And then once you get the bowl, you can eat it how you want it. If you want to mix it all up and then throw it all in as a mismatch into your mouth, like that's delicious. But I don't understand people who get the wrap and are like, hey, I want all of this bread dough around the delicious food because I'm there for the things that go inside the burrito. I'm not there for the bread dough. I'm not there for that. I'm there for you to give it me the things, the chicken, the rice, the beans, the cilantro, the salsa, the guacamole, the tomatoes, the whatever you want in your burrito. I'm there for that stuff and not this giant dough that they're putting around all the stuff that makes the burrito good. Only one way to go with that. It's the burrito bowl every time. Next question comes from uh Specht Barris Fueler. That's Ferris Bueller with the B and the F switched. What feelings do you have about potentially 32 MLB teams? Now, I think that's a very interesting topic that's come up in the last couple of days. So Rob Manfred held his like I guess, yearly press conference. And he said, and I quote, I would love 32 MLB teams. Um, I know Portland, Oregon is where I, the, on the Steve Dangle podcast. I messed up uh, where the Portland Pirates pay, play. They played in Portland, Maine. This time I'm talking about Portland, Oregon. They have been working on getting a baseball team to Oregon. Uh, there is a stadium proposal there. Uh, I'm, I have this article I have from sportsnot.com. Cities in Texas, like Austin and San Antonio, along with Charlotte, North Carolina, and Orlando, would also, also be landing spots for a new MLB team. And off the top of my head, I can tell you almost like, I mean, I can't say like 90% because like I'm not in on the MLB insider train, you know, but Vegas. Vegas needs Vegas needs all four pro sports teams. They're going to get an NBA team. Them in Seattle and the NBA sorry, NBA is going to go to 32 teams. They're going to be they're going to add Vegas in the NBA and they're going to add Seattle. Vegas also needs a baseball team. Their football team has been thriving. After the Oakland Raiders moved over to Las Vegas, they've been fantastic there. We saw what the Vegas Golden Knights can do. That is a thriving market for sports. And baseball is missing out by not having an MLB team in Vegas. If they're looking to expand to 32, I think it needs to be Vegas. Throw that on the West Coast. Then some or other type of it would the other the other team have to be in no because you could do the American League but you still play I guess it would be a Midwest team I could see a Midwest ish uh, baseball team like I don't I don't I don't know where you'd stick it in America but I could see it I also wouldn't rule out the 
Tampa Bay Rays splitting their time with Montreal. I don't think if they're going to expand to 32 that it would be uh, Montreal that they would get one of those 32, the extra teams. I think it'd be more that Montreal sits there as a potential destination for a franchise that you want to move. And we know that the Tampa Bay Rays have explored splitting time in Montreal and that it wasn't successful, that they couldn't get really a deal done. But that boogeyman will always be there for any of these teams that are struggling, that they could always just up and leave and move it to Montreal because that's a thriving market who has a stadium that could host baseball while they build a new stadium. So Montreal, I'd love it. If it was Montreal and Vegas, you know, I'd be over the moon for that. Thank you for your question, Barris Fuehler. This is from at Corsi for what? Why won't EA add crossplay so I can play against the SDPN sports teams? So this question, if you're not familiar with video games, crossplay is that you can play cross different consoles. And I think we're long past the idea of not being able to do this. Like, I should be on my PS5 and you should be on your Xbox One. And if we're both playing NHL 23, we should be able to play against each other. And it just leads into the idea of how the internet has made everything global. And these companies, whether it's EA or Sony or Microsoft, who are getting in the way of this cross-playing, they're going against the way the future has taken shape and the way the world is right now, where we have this global world where everybody's connected. It's the same with these broadcast rights deals where they have regional regional games, you know, and they're, they're blocking out certain regions. It doesn't make sense when we all have access to the same things over the internet. We're playing the same game. You can join the server from whatever system you're joining on. We should be able to play Chell versus each other on any console. We should be able to watch the programming that's on the internet from anywhere in the world. You sell the broadcast rights internationally. It's what MLS did with Apple TV+. Plus. It's the right idea. It is the future. And I hope gaming catches up and I hope electronic arts catches up to where that should be, especially for a game like NHL, where it doesn't have the strongest fan base in comparison to a game like FIFA, where it's a global game. Everybody in the world plays FIFA. This the crazy video game. I don't know how so many people are on top of that game, but like that has the base that's like quadruple times the Chell base. And for a relatively small game in comparison to a game like like FIFA or like a game like Madden, everybody plays Madden. You know, you need to combine all of the consoles together so that you get the maximum amount of people on your servers so that when they're playing online, they have the maximum amount of fun because the most amount of people are online. You can always get a game. You can always have fun. You can always play in like EASHL and you can always find competition. The more people you have on your games in one clump, the better the experience will be. And you are hurting the experience of these games by not having crossplay. Next question. This comes from Trevor McLaughlin. Trevor writes, how many hot dogs will Joey Chestnut eat this Monday? Now, if you're not familiar, 
every July 4th in America, uh, they have a hot dog eating contest. It is called Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. And a man named Joey Chestnut is the champion. Now, I'm just, I just want to bring up Joey Chestnut's rankings and, and how many hot dogs he's eaten. Uh, I want to see what the record is. So, in 2021, Joey Chestnut ate 76 Nathan's hot dogs and buns in 10 minutes at Nathan's hot dog eating contest. So, last year, Joey Chestnut ate 76 hot dogs. And it's funny you should ask that question, Trevor, because what I'm about to talk about next is 19 plus sportsinteraction.com slash SDPN. I have a bet that I am placing. I have put $10 on it or not even have been placing. I've already placed it. I've thrown $10 on it because I think it is the most fun bet that I've ever bet on through sports interaction. Joey Chestnut breaks the record at this year's Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. 76 and a half hot dogs. So you'll have to eat 77 hot dogs, or 76 and a half if, if they, they count half hot dogs. So Monday, Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. You can head over to sportsinteraction.com and you can bet on if you think Joey Chestnut will break his record of 76 hot dogs. So if he'll eat 76 and a half hot dogs. You're getting very good value on that number. So for Joey Chestnut to break his record, you get 4.55 times your money. So if you place a uh, $10 bet on that, let me just bring it up. A $10 bet at four at times 4.55 would net you $45.50. So I put my $10 down on Joey Chestnut breaking his record. It'll net you $45. It'll net me $45.50 if he does it. And that's what I'm going to be watching for on Monday. I hope he breaks the record. It'll be really cool. Uh, that's sportsinteraction.com slash SDPN if you want to get involved in that bet. is 19+. plus. We have helpful gambling resources in the description of this podcast. Find it in the description there wherever you get your show, if you're watching on YouTube or watching on your podcast app, it is there. Head to sportsinteraction.com slash SDPN to get involved. The next question comes from Boop Master Ben, Ben Webb on Twitter. What's your go-to game for family game night and go-to for the party game night with friends? The answer for both of those is the same thing. The other week, I had a bunch of friends over had to play a game what do we do we get out the board game no we don't get out the board games we fire up the gaming console in this case the the playstation and you load up jackbox now if you know jackbox you know jackbox is it it is the ish it's it it has it has a whole bunch of games for like Two to eight people. You play with your whole party. Everybody's there. And some of the games are just absolutely fantastic. They're interactive. They're like, you can do something from your phone. Uh, well, they're all through like your phone, your, what are your, your iPhone or your Android. And you go to like the website and then you, you play like, um, they have a game called 
uh, Quiplash. Quiplash is fantastic. Uh, they have Fibbage. Fibbage is really cool. Uh, those are my those are my two favorite. I would recommend because they have a bunch of different Jackbox packs, and like the pack I would recommend you get is the one with uh, Quiplash and the one with Fibbage. So get those. Those are the best two party games I've ever experienced. Go get Jackbox TV. It's completely necessary for um, if you have guests over and you want to play games. Anybody who's ever played Jackbox knows exactly what I'm talking about. It's the best. Um, Mike Stevens, Mikey81, who's been on this show before, writes, If life is so fair, why do roses have thorns? Mikey, leave your depression to your TikToks, okay? Don't bring them to this show. Next question. Hunter underscore Cowley34. Jesse, when are you going to lead the Toronto Maple Leafs to their first cup since 67? So... For those of you not caught up, throughout this regular season, I've been streaming on Twitch, with the regular hockey season, I've been streaming on Twitch uh, as GM of first the Buffalo Sabres for five years, and then GM of the Toronto Maple Leafs for 10 years, and I eventually got fired as GM of the Leafs. In both instances, I did not win the cup, neither with Buffalo, neither with Toronto. I didn't, the Toronto series was called Once in 67. It was my quest to win one Stanley Cup of the Toronto Maple Leafs since 1967. I didn't do it, and I got fired. And since then, I've run a fantasy draft where I, with no salary cap, where I did win the Stanley Cup, but that doesn't, it doesn't count. There's no salary cap. It was a fantasy draft. It doesn't count as an official, I won the cup under the rules as Leafs GM. We don't count that. It was fun, though. It was a good time. You can watch it on YouTube. Uh, we have a playlist of all the Twitch streams that's there. So with that series, with my GMing the Leaf series, it's not over. I'm still going to keep trying. But the next time I try for that is when NHL 23 comes out. And I think I'm going to start as the Arizona Coyotes and then do the Leafs the same way I did the Buffalo Sabres and then the Leafs. So I'm going to start as the Coyotes and then do the Leafs. But I, that series comes back when NHL 23 is released. This summer, I'm going to be popping in every now and again on uh, F122. I've already I played one. I had one stream uh, Thursday. Based on when you're listening to this, I had one stream on Thursday uh, where I was racing around Miami. And I was doing some time trials, and I'm not very good at all. I have a new wheel, and I suck at it. So I got to learn how to play a lot better on F122. But that's what I'm going to be doing throughout July. And then I know we're off for a lot of August. And then by September rolls around, NHL 23 is going to be out. And that's when I'm going to bring back that series. Uh, my quest to win the Stanley Cup as a GM of one of the teams. I think I'm going to kick it off with Arizona. We'll see how it goes. But uh, that's when that's coming back. Thank you for your question, Hunter Cowley. Damn, Daniel, uh, at the Forester 26 says, who is your favorite Discord mod? I will not choose who my favorite Discord mod. You are all uh, wonderful people. It is like choosing your favorite child. I would never do that. I would never do that. Lastly, this comes from L. Fernaskowitz. Uh, Lucas, I'm saying your last name wrong. Which goalie should the Leafs target in free agency? This is going to be 
the most debated thing in the Toronto market this entire summer. That's what it's shaping up to be. I don't have an answer for you right now. I don't know who it should be. But the situation the Leafs have with Jack Campbell, their starting goalie who's going to command way too much money, they probably can't bring back at what he'll cost. And Peter Morazic, who makes way too much money for his skill level. His $3.8 million doesn't just run through next season, but the season after. It doesn't expire until 2024. And with a modified no-trade clause, which where he has a 10-team no-trade, and at that cap hit, and at his skill level, this is going to be Dubis's biggest challenge. How do you move off of Peter Morazic entirely? How do you bring in a starting goaltender who's going to get you into the second round plus a backup that can also start just in case your starting goaltender goes down because we've seen it so often where a start, starting goaltender goes down. Dubas is in. This is going to be, if he messes this up, he's not like, I don't know where Dubas goes from here. This is the biggest challenge I think he's ever faced. We'll see how it goes. Um, I would like to see Vili Huso in Toronto. I think he's a very good goaltender. I think he's a very bright future in the league. I don't know. I think it'll cost too much. I don't know how it would work. That'd be my pick. I pick Vili. That's it for me. Quick one for your long weekend. I hope you enjoy it. Always send in your questions. I'm going to have more of these sporadically throughout the next coming months. I'll just do questions, podcasts. I don't know what I'm going to title this. Uh, Questions by you for you. The Jesse Blake Sports Report. I hope you have a fantastic weekend. I'll see you here next week. We're going to be at the draft this time next week. It's going to be a lot of fun. SDPN Fan Appreciation Night goes next Friday. It's so close. Thank you for being here. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you chose to be here right now listening or watching to this podcast. And I very much appreciate that. Have a good one. And that is how it's done. The Jesse Blake Sports Report with Jesse Blake. Powered by Sports Interaction. Canada's Sportsbook. Jesse Blake, the guy that likes to hear his name twice in one sentence. Sure, I know him. No, he doesn't have an ego at all. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.